I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. So it's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Yeah, 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 yeah. We back, we back, we back, we back, we are back. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Solo Rip 17. Very first Solo Rip out here in Austin. If you've been following the show, then you guys know what I've been up to. I've been transitioning the family from the Northeast all the way down to Austin, where so far, Deathbed, Jose, whatever you want to call me, is highly favored and highly sought after. And I appreciate everybody, uh, especially in the Bitcoin community, who has uh, reached out to me since I've gotten here. I've welcomed me uh, with open arms. And this is part of the beginning of Talking a bit, the beginning of Jose, uh, the new chapter of Jose's life, what I like to call the summer of my life, if we want to break it down into seasons, um, the situation or the part of my life where I set up for the fall and then the inevitable winter, which we all know that we face here. Very excited to be back here in the brand new studio. Um, the studio is not exactly to my liking, but I'm getting there. You'll see it get better over time. Uh, you'll probably hear the dog because unlike when I was recording before, um, the dog would be on a completely different floor. He actually is here. Basically, the walls were thicker uh, where I was at before. Now you can hear that guy right here. He's a loud dog. He's a big dog. So uh, we'll have to deal with some gripes like that and some things that I need to fix here in the background. But other than that, things are absolutely magical. Things are great. The move went really good. Uh, we drove down here as a family, had the dog in the trunk, that good old-fashioned thing. Uh, and it took us about two days. I think we did three days just to be able to, you know, stay in certain places and be able to maximize that time. But if you're really bullish, you could probably do it in like a day and a half if you're young with no kids and are able to drive straight through. Um, and during the move, lost a few LCD panels, a few TVs, but thankfully everything for the studio was intact and everything else that was important um, was intact and, and that's good. So we're settling in. Uh, things are great. And as soon as I got here, started to work on putting the studio together because I, I was it was killing me to continue to miss episodes of Talking in Bits. It was like, literally, some people would think, ah, it doesn't matter. I even have people tell me personally, like, you know, make, you know, first things first, make sure that you're okay uh, and you're settled in, which I agree with 1,000%. I'm not going to say that my safety and the, that of my family is much more important uh, and Talking in Bits is much more important than that. But this is how passionate I am about this, y'all. This is how, how, how important Talking in Bits uh, um, the show is for me It's therapeutic It allows me to get it out It allows me to keep you guys informed It allows me to talk to you guys Which are fellow Bitcoiners uh, uh, or, or newbies that need more information um, It basically keeps me connected right? I'm a conduit of information I'm around the Bitcoin industry all the time Because of what I do for the day job um, But also the, the great friends That I've had the, fortunate, uh, the fortune To be around and, and to be able to make uh, um, you know, Friends uh, basically So I want to grab that information and I want to pass it on to those of you that are in areas that are not very Bitcoin friendly, that don't have a lot of signal and have a lot of noise and a lot of shit cornery. And that's what I like to do, especially on the greatest form of media that has ever existed. And I'm going to start calling it that from here to here on out. And that's podcasting, podcasting 2.0 uh, to be specific here. So podcasting is completely decentralized medium due to the RSS feed. And now we've been able to 
you know, boot the higher ups, boot the Spotify's of the world, uh, boot the apples of the world and their podcasting conglomerates and their walled gardens with their rules and their nonsense. And we've been able to now uh, build our own uh, uh, gardens, not walled for say, but just gardens. We evergreen. These are assets. These uh, podcast episodes, they live forever. My guests are able to get value. You, if you want to contribute to the show, because Talking in Bits, remember, completely decentralized show. If you want to add value to the show, if you want to bring topics up, um, if you want to like do cover art, mix up the music, whatever it is you want to do, you now have your chance with Podcasting 2.0 to allow me to reward you for that. And we don't need no contracts. We don't need to see no lawyers. We don't need to do none of that nonsense. We basically just need to uh, have a friendly, uh, soft handshake. If we're in person, have a real handshake. Uh, and let me see your value and see how I can plug it in. And then I'll plug you into the splits. And this asset lives forever. So the episode you contributed to lives forever. And therefore, you're able to contribute to that episode. Uh, uh, you'll be able to get sets from that episode forever. Uh, what I'm going to do is... is Literally the day I landed, Michael Atwood from Oshi, shout out to Michael. Um, I had him on in the show. You should probably go check out that main chain episode. Uh, he basically invited me to speak about podcasting 2.0 at the uh, latest Austin Bitcoin Club uh, that happened over at the Bitcoin Commons, I believe last week now, depending on when you heard this episode. What I'm going to do is, is at the end of this episode, I'm going to post that whole segment. It was about half hour long or whatever. So Combined with this solo rip, that's actually going to be longer than the usual solo rip. Uh, but for my you know, loyal fan base out there, I know you guys have been missing me for a while. Um, and I'm really passionate about this podcast and 2.0 stuff. So I really think it was a great presentation that I was able to have uh, in front of uh, a pretty good turnout there at the Austin Bitcoin Club. Hopefully I didn't make a fool of myself, but I don't think I did. Uh, what I do here is what I did there and just spit that wisdom and spit that knowledge uh, and be able to get more and more people, not only to podcast, right? Because I think a lot of people wanted to do a podcast or think that there's too many Bitcoin podcasts or any of these other like weird things that we put in our heads and don't do it. I'm the one that's always saying, go do it because there's always somebody interested in your take on things, interested on your way of podcasting, interesting on your way of crocheting, interested on your way of playing basketball, interested on, you know, your version of Bitcoin, your journey in Bitcoin, your weight loss journey, your fitness. There's always something that you should be able to talk to other people about. And there's always people that are extremely interested in hearing you out. So not only is it the best time to start a podcast, it's literally frictionless. You could just like load up on, on on transistor which you have to pay for but it has its benefits you can load up on anchor you know get that broadcasted that rss feed many ways for you to get started and then you could just start talking and start exploring and start getting to know your listeners and start building that proof of work and start getting out there more so that you could comb and hone your ability and your skill set and from there you know you you can now leverage podcasting 2.0 and be able to, you know, get a voting system, see what people like, what they don't like, but also get some monetary value, stream some sats to you. So you'll be able to pay some bills and, and do those great things or whatever. So um, super bullish on that. I'll tack that on at the very end here. Um, and you guys could check it out, listen to it. Uh, I believe the Austin Bitcoin Club page has the actual like video of it, the YouTube video of it. I am going to put the YouTube uh, of the video aspect of it here as well for you guys that listen to us. Uh, sorry, watch us on Bitcoin TV. But if you're just listening to us, that's OK. I still think you'll get a ton of value from it besides being able to see see my sweet, beautiful, wonderful face. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check that out at the end here. I'll amend it to the end of this episode just so you guys could get that value. Once again, that was at the Austin Bitcoin Club here in Austin, Texas. Um, and and uh, super honored and grateful 
to be able to be a part of that and be able to share some wisdom. Shout out to Michael and everything he's doing with ABC um, and for having me on to talk about that stuff. It was a really good high panel that came up after me. So I hope I did it some justice. Um, I think I did it some justice and you guys could be the judge of that. Stream me some sats. Let me know what you think about that that talk there. I'll add it on to the end. Uh, I'm just going to ramble through some topics that I've had in my mind and I've had in my notepad uh, kind of throughout the move in a few weeks. Some of these may be a little bit outdated. Some of them may not be, uh, but I do have them here. And, and I figure in the sake of our solo rip, remember, this is ammunition for you to be able to walk into conversations and be able to have an opinion on it before you get there. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, that's not the point. The point is basically to be able to um, have this ammunition and have these talks sort of by listening to me in your own head so that when you're in public out there and you're having these Bitcoin talks, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, but, you know, Celsius, they finally released their bankruptcy sheet. Um, all the businesses uh, that they owe money to is there. Uh, long ass list, by the way. But what really fascinated me is that there's actually governments in there. It's not just businesses. There's a lot of businesses in there and a lot of weird ones that you would wonder, you know, besides diversifying their their investments, why the hell would they be a part of uh, a Celsius or funding of Celsius? But the government one, I come from Massachusetts, so I'm coming from Massachusetts. Massachusetts was actually part of that Celsius list, that bankruptcy list. And I, I'll share the Twitter link here in the show notes so you guys could kind of walk through that list on your own. It's massive. But this is where that whole concept of shitcoinery being uh, 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 being having the promotion, having the marketing that Bitcoin doesn't have, having the support that Bitcoin doesn't have. This is where that is actually plays into fruition because I don't think there is a list for anybody funding Bitcoin because obviously Bitcoin are decentralized, but I don't even think there's, there's, there's governments funding Bitcoin companies, right? So like to see Massachusetts being part of Celsius, you know, yeah, Celsius may have had some Bitcoin on their sheets, but it's it's really a shitcoin company. Um, really baffled me, and it kind of just showed me how engulfed, right? Um, even governments are in this crypto business, right? And how messy of a situation that they continue to make it. And Massachusetts, man, you shitcoining? Like, you got to be involved in some Bitcoin industries. You got to. I mean, the reason I exiled from there or or made my way out of there is because. It's a shitcoin state of living, um, but either way, uh, it, it was it very baffled me to do that. Um, that was something that I wanted to bring up. Once again, guys, I'm going to speed through this list, but go through it. Go through that list of companies and governments, and even you're going to be surprised. I bet you your favorite company's company is in there. It's just one of those things where it's like everybody was involved in that Celsius bullshit, and conversely, everybody's involved in the Celsius downfall and the collapse of it. So who would have known? Shit cornery collapsing. I know. A lot of people don't seem to know. They keep going into the same shit. Sort of like some people get their hand burned on the stove and continue to go and fucking try to touch the damn stove again. It's crazy to me. I know. It is. Um, I'm going to move on here. Nothing new here. I'm not even going to spend some time on here. Uh, but a few days ago, $4.5 billion more to Ukraine. Damn. Talk about money printer go burr. Talk about like having anything that you have saved in fiat, which is probably not a good idea anyways. Uh, to paraphrase Parker Lewis, um, any if you're holding your you know your wealth or your money in fiat, it's gonna be a hard ending for you. That's a paraphrase. It's not. He, he says it more eloquently than I do. Uh, but damn, is it gonna be a, a shit show? And this is why. This is why Americans are suffering. This is why you know people can't afford to live. This is why people are out to get other people, right? Because if I'm hungry and my kids are hungry, especially in high crime uh, cities and, and, and states, then I'm coming to get yours. 
right? Like that's historically the way it kind of works. If I'm hungry and I see you got it, I'm gonna go get it. So this is why we have this like, you know, upper class versus lower class battle that, you know, politics continues to, you know, stoke the flames of and continues to be a part of. Well, this is just another example to me. Every time I see one of these receipts, that's what I call it now, by the way. I call it every time I go by and I see four point or whatever billion to Ukraine, it's a receipt. It's me taking mental note. Holy shit, they're printing away life energy. They're printing away everything that we have left to to, to be a part of. Uh, um, they're just like getting it rid of like, it, like it's nothing. Like money printer go burr. Uh, and it's just a receipt. Another mental note for me, another piece of urgency for you as well to figure out how to get away from fiat. Uh, I want to get in quickly into LVL, the company, and that get to zero concept. But before I get there, once again, this is your cue. If there isn't a cue, this is your historical cue that if they keep printing money for bullshit like this, they're going to continue to degrade your worth of value of living. They're going to continue to melt your, your time and energy away. You need to get away from it. You need to get into some type of asset. Bitcoin is the very best by far because it's the only one you actually have full control of. But even at that, just to like lower the bar here a little bit and not be you know, the maxi that I tend to be or whatever. Get it in something that cash flows. Get it in, in, in RV rentals. Get it in, in, in real estate. Get it in something that's just not melting away, that at least is a type of like, you know, proverbial cash cow that allows you to milk some money out of it. So even as it starts to degrade, it at least gives you some money back to allow you to 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 be able to offset this. But if you're not interested in any of that, and I don't blame you because there's a lot of buffoonery that goes on with that stuff, get your assets or the majority of your liquid net worth into Bitcoin. Do it now because it's the only way that you'll be able to literally flash freeze, what I call it, um, your, your, your time and energy, your, your, your net worth, everything that you work hard for, what you provide for your family for. Super important that you guys get into that. Right into the next topic. <laughs> So LVL, which is, you know, a company that was trying to solve, um, I guess, getting on zero, which, you know, for the most, it means a lot of different things. But what it means is having zero fiat, having all Bitcoin, but still being able to like interchange and be able to live in an environment where you could, you know, pay things with Bitcoin. Um, I guess it's a, it's, I got up as far as to signing up for this company. I never actually put any funds in there. I never actually moved anything in there. Uh, kudos to them for trying to solve it. It is a problem that needs to be solved. But there's a big problem with this get on zero thing, right? And I'll give you my little bit of, of quick story, which if you listen to the, the previous episodes, you may have a little bit of a sneak peek of, or you may not. So one big thing that happened in my situation when it comes to moving out, when it comes to selling my house is because I'm such a maxi, um, I had just enough funds and I'm being very transparent here. Let's just say about 10K, right, of liquid, of fiat, right? And the re all the rest of it was in Bitcoin, right? So it's like the majority is in Bitcoin, right? So that's great. That's fantastic. But what happened is, is I got rug pulled when it came to the first purchase of the house, meaning that I had already paid for the trucks, I had already paid for like the car to get shipped over. I had already paid for like the down payment and the and, and the uh, um, you know first month last and all that to the like the new place. And I already done all this, so I basically tapped out my liquid. And what I was expecting was is just to, you know, pay myself back, never spend the set. I you know I'm very proud of that uh, to not be able to do so, but basically pay myself back. Um, and, and and when when the house basically sold, and I basically got my you know the the money that I would get for the house rug pulled happened and then I was liquid tapped out right like I wasn't able to get any refunds for this stuff um, I was still very focused on getting down here and it really just built like a domino of like holy shit 
I'm going to have to sell some sats, so I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm not going to get too deep into the story. Fun fact, I never sold a single sat still, which is, which is awesome and fantastic. But my point is, is that if you're a family person, if you have kids, right, and you live this lifestyle where you're either very low fiat or, you know, no fiat as get on zero, it's only one hiccup. We still need to rely on fiat to do many things, especially if we're not trying to sell Bitcoin. Um, it's a very, very scary concept to try to tell somebody you should completely eliminate fiat. And I remember LC coming on the podcast. Um, shout out to LC, by the way. Uh, and basically uh, expressing what I'm trying to say here, which is a lot of people are saying you're too late to Bitcoin. But, uh, but as we're seeing, the dollar is going to be around a lot longer than some of us may think as well. So you're either too late and you better hurry up and get everything into Bitcoin or you're early, right? And you got time to build up into dollar cost average. One may be thinking, Jose, of course, you only put in what you're willing to lose. That's investing 101. Well, remember, Bitcoin to me is much more than an investment. Bitcoin to me is freedom. Bitcoin to me is separation of the state. Bitcoin to me is a lot more than just an investment. So those rules don't necessarily apply. And when I work as hard as I do to maintain the many things that I do, and I have the family that I do, then Bitcoin to me is the way to freeze my time and energy to be able to conserve it for myself and be able to conserve it for them as time goes on here. So that's why you you know I keep a close to like a small wallet there. Um, and 10K, one would argue, is a lot. But as you can see, it was tough. It was a very, uh, like, there was a, there was a situation there with a lot of stress, basically, is the easiest way to put that, where I didn't figure out if, if I wanted to sell sats, which, by the way, that's when we went down to about 17, which means that I would be giving up more sats to get more shitty fiat, right? Or more sats to get less shitty fiat. So it was just a bad trade to begin with, right? It wasn't even that I wouldn't be able to sell my sats because I know I can. Um, it was just that I wasn't willing to willing to part with more of my, you know, precious Bitcoin to be able to get shitty fiat in return, and that was the big uh, uh, problem that I had there. So bringing this back to LVL, they're now bankrupt. Uh, I don't really know the details of it, but it looked like they were going to get a Series A funding. Series A funding never showed up, and now they have to close the doors. And now that mission that they were on is completely gone. I don't know if they worked while they were up or if they didn't, but I just know that that's a difficult problem to solve. And I'm not really a big proponent on get on zero. Um, I am with the mindset of you don't want to hold on to shitty dollars, but I'm not with the mindset that a lot of people are going to get wrecked if they do that. Um, now, we don't really talk about wrecked a lot in Bitcoin. I mean, I know if you lose your private keys, you're going to get wrecked. Um, I know these things or whatever, but you're going to get wrecked for stacking your ass off. And that's a, a rare thing to talk about, right? Like that's one of those things where like Maxis will tell you like, you know, you stack into whatever, you less chairs and live this or whatever. And it's like, you're either early or you're too late. That's for you to decide and your research and what you think. But if only 15% of the world, and I think that's even bringing gracious understand this, you might have some time to figure things out and build up a better strategy. Don't hold on to the fiat, but maybe get it into a different cow get majority in Bitcoin, and then have like the best of both worlds, if that makes sense. Uh, but I just wanted to cover that because LVL did come up as going bankrupt here. Uh, and that's very important. Um, very briefly, things come full circle. I remember when Bitcoin was this money where people bought drugs on the internet. Now I'm seeing articles here where the, uh, the cannabis industry, which surprised marijuana is legal, let out everybody in jail that you put in for cannabis, by the way. Uh, but uh, now, you know, cannabis is starting to like integrate with Bitcoin and cannabis companies are start, now start, starting to see the value of getting paid on with the hardest money that has ever existed. Um, that's just full circle. I don't really want to talk about it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Duh. 
It's the hardest money of all time. 4.5 uh, uh, credit card fees are waived. Um, you know, the the anonymous nature of Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, mixed with the drug industry. But I still remember when they were putting people in jail or calling people fed, uh, uh, I mean, or calling the feds on people or calling people, you know, uh, drug launderers and all that when Bitcoin was on the black market and we were doing that. Fast forward to now, we're now able to buy weed, right, with Bitcoin. I don't know specifically where, but you guys get the point there. I wanted to couple that full circle there uh, once again. Um, that's kind of all I got for this solo rip, guys. Um, I want to appreciate you guys for still continuously to roll with me. I know I was away for a little bit uh, of some time, and I don't want to be away for much longer in the future. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I appreciate y'all for all your support. Um, and we're going to continue to bring these topics up so I could give you some ammunition to get into the conversations. Please pay attention to the main chain. The main chain is, is being folded out. I'm starting to get some guests here. Um, so we're going to get back to that flow of weekly main chains. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting for a few people to confirm. Uh, hopefully, I can get these in person. That was the whole point of coming down here. There's a lot more big corners down here that I can get here in person, but still figuring all that out. Basically, that's just long-winded to say, Bear with me talking back, talking in bits is not full steam yet, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be in front of the camera. I'm glad to be in front of the mic. And I'm glad for loyal and avid listeners such as yourself. And uh, another shout out to Austin for welcoming me. Uh, I, I plan to, to hit the ground running and giving you guys as much value as possible. And for Massachusetts, you gave me 30 plus years of my life up there. I hope the Bitcoin space continues to pick up there, but I had to transition and start this new chapter of my life. Um, nothing but great people back there, family still back there, and it will always be a part of me. Uh, but this is the summer of my life and I need to set up for the fall and the winter. Uh, and Bitcoin is gonna allow me to do that. And the value I give back to y'all, not only the Bitcoiners, not only the plebs, not only the companies here, which Unchained Capital has supported me and I wanna give them everything I got, uh, but my listeners and everybody in that whole arena. So you guys know where to find this, Podcasting 2.0. Fountain app is the best way to earn and give sets, but there's a lot of different uh, decentralized apps that you can use uh, when it comes to podcasting 2.0. Please check out the uh, ABC session that I had. I'm going to put that right after the end of this episode so you guys can check out, get some more value on there, possibly even get that podcast that you've always wanted to start up, get it started. So uh, show us some love on, on podcasting 2.0 apps. If you want to get this 4K video, still working on some lighting issues here, uh, but you can get this on Bitcoin TV. Uh, that's the best place to go to get this type of information. If you're not on the Bitcoin standard yet, but you're an avid listener, I understand, but what are you waiting for? What do I got to do? <laughs> send you some sets? I'll send you some sets. Uh, nah, I'm joking here. But if, uh, uh, if you're still on the legacy outlets, if you still have that Spotify subscription, if you're still doing all that Apple stuff, it's all good. Give us a like, give us a rating, share us. That helps us a lot. It helps us get known. Uh, it helps us share the space. Uh, but until next week's episode and until the main chain episodes, I appreciate you guys. And I got nothing but fire to deliver to you guys from here on out. Talk next week. Later. All right. So podcasting 2.0 is something that I kind of recently started playing around with. I I, uh, I have a little podcast of my own and I, I was actually really fascinated. I didn't fully understand exactly how it worked until I just did it, right? Did it myself. Um, so today, I want everybody in the room to have that experience of like how it actually works, how to get it set up. And um, we're gonna talk kind of everything in between as well. Uh, so I'll let uh, Jose introduce himself here. 
Hey, thanks, Michael. What's going on, everyone? Uh, sounds like I'm doing an intro to a pod. Appreciate y'all. Um, I just want to say I was at the very first Austin Bitcoin Club, and it's come a long way, and it's amazing to see it here. And shout out to the Commons and everything, everybody that's involved, car out here in front. But uh, I'm Jose Burgos. I go by Deathbed online. Uh, I wouldn't really say it's a NIM because I'm here and I'm showing my face, but you guys get it. Uh, and I, I host the show Talking a Bits. I've been doing that for about two years now. Awesome podcast. Yeah, yeah, they appreciate it. I like to not call it a podcast and call it a show, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I run Talking in Bits. I have a history in podcasting. This is my third podcasting. And um, I think it's very unique. Uh, what Valley for Valley, which we're about to talk about here, opened up for this podcast and why it works and why we're getting you know such good traction and, and, and people love the show. Um, I also work for Unchained Capital during the day job and uh, love Unchained and everything that we're doing there. So that's a little bit about me. We're going to share here. I'm going to try to talk this conversation and I came into podcasting 2.0. Um, shout out to Adam Curry and Dave Jones, by the way, for setting this whole thing and making sure that we, we were able to, to um, do many things with this what we're about to talk about. But they're the originators of this. And back in 2018, you know, when I set up my first Lightning node, I got wind of this and I learned that I didn't need to rely on the legacy outlets, right? I didn't need to rely on the Spotify's of the world, the Apple's of the world, because those legacy outlets started moving towards sort of like the music industry, towards like an advertisement revenue model where you're either part of the big club and they show your stuff to everybody, or you're somebody like me where they drown you down to the ground and nobody will ever find your show. Um, so I got, started getting in, in, interested in that. And a lot of the stuff I'm about to talk about here is basically my rabbit hole during through podcasting 2.0 and value for value. I'm gonna show you guys the original way of setting up. It actually still works to this day. You can still do it this way. And then, you know, Dave Jones kind of open sourced the API to allow any app developer and any podcast to take advantage of this. And now we got apps like Fountain that basically make it much easier to be able to streamline and be able to get online. So, um, am I sharing my screen already? Are we good? Yeah, we, we need to reconnect it to the, to the projector here. I'm not sure why it's not turned on. But in the meantime, while we're figuring that out, because we want you guys to actually kind of see it and follow us here. Um, yeah, Jose, uh, he's been doing some really cool stuff. Uh, I, I kind of, uh, I saw some, he's like trailblazing the space in a way. Like there are certain people that are not only just saying, okay, yeah, I'm just like going to connect my podcast to podcasting 2.0 and I'm going to earn some stats. There is some really interesting way to like get the, get your listeners engaged. You can actually like, you can, you can literally like pay your listeners to listen to your podcast, like you, you can sponsor yourself and pay them sats. You can do a million other things. You can you can stream different ways that we'll get into later. Um, so I just I just want to like give you a little more props because I've seen you do some cool <laughs> stuff and you're kind of like cutting edge on how we can like reimagine podcasting amongst other things. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, appreciate the kind words, Michael. So there's a lot of trailblazers here. We got Kevin in the house as well. We got some trailblazers in the house that are really doing big things, inspirational to me as well. Um, without being able to show you, so the the core concept here with what Dave Jones and Adam Curry kind of unlocked was you know your RSS feed which is real simple syndication I believe is what it is and that's basically all the information for your podcast that's where you can find the podcast the cover arts the episodes the audio files all that what they found out is that you can plug in what they call a value block which is a little piece of XML code that sits on the top of that RSS feed beautiful so should I stop sharing this and I know where the echo is nope. coming from. I think it's coming from that thing up there. 
Cool. We're good? Now we're doing great. We're... Yeah, yeah, we, as you can see, we're passionate about getting this perfectly set up. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's go. So I sound good, so I don't sound like I'm shooting anybody. All right, so the old school way, right? So this is the original way when I got jumped on. So um, I don't know where these links will live, but you could follow me at Deathbed, reach out to me in my DMs. This is called podcastawallet.com. And this is basically where you onboard your already existing podcast. You could do Transistor. Uh, most people do Anchor. Anchor is a more you know convenient way to get your podcast anywhere. Once you get that, you kind of fill out this form here. And for the sake of time, I won't fill it out in real time. But what this is gonna do is it's gonna find your podcast. You're gonna claim your podcast with your email. And then from there, when you go through that workflow, you're basically gonna end up here, right? And if I can zoom in a little bit here, I will, right? And this is that little bit of code that I wanted to, you know, that I said, this is the value block. This is what lives on top of your RSS feed. And therefore, lightning nodes and lightning apps that are looking for this block can actually take action on this block and do some of the things we're gonna talk about later. So if you live here, this is my older podcast. This is the Jose Burgos podcast. Um, you see some information here. You see my pub key, which is here for my node. It lives there. You can see basically the information that these apps are looking for. Um, I won't get into the in, too deep into the weeds there. And then later uh, in a little bit, we're going to talk about splits. And as you can see here, splits are basically exactly what it sounds. I could get Michael and I could give him half my show because we're co-host and we don't need to sign a contract or anything like that. He knows that when 100 come in, he gets 50, I get 50 of whatever comes in. So that's kind of what that looks like in the background. And this is the older way, like I said, to do this. As you can see, the page is very basic. I talked to David Jones direct, and he admittedly said that there's a lot of work that needs to be done here. But what's really bullish is, is that he's open sourced this, and a lot of app developers are kind of, and I'll show you here in the next slide here, this is all the apps right now that are actually supporting podcasting 2.0. Uh, I'm a little bit biased towards Fountain, and we'll explain why in a little bit here, but I wanted to make clear in Bitcoin, we don't want to centralize anything. And in podcasting 2.0, we also don't want to centralize anything. So it's very important to just try all these apps. They, they uh, here in the little description, they kind of show you what it is that they offer when it comes to the value block and what's inserted in there. Um, and, and you guys can check those out on your own. Uh, these are, that's the older way. It was a little bit tedious. Uh, the difficulty that I had as a creator very early on is that in order for somebody to stream me some sats or show me some value, you needed to be technically savvy. You needed to know how to set up a lightning node. You needed to be, and this is 2018. So now we have like plug and play nodes and stuff like that. But back then it was a little bit more terminal code and starting to build out this code. Um, so that, that's very important there. So now, since it's open source, all these developers have said, hey, you know, they put their brain together, they put their resources together. How can we onboard more people as fast as possible to not only put their podcast on here, but as a listener, how can we get you a wallet so that you can support your favorite show, right? And the way I like to think about this is, why would you send sats to somebody? Well, if you paid $14.99 for Spotify, right, which most of us, maybe some of us do, or YouTube music or any of that stuff, you gotta understand that your favorite show is not getting any of that or very little of that. I mean, you can listen to these shows for hours on end and they could get a fraction of that. They could get a penny of it, maybe even less than that. Now you can actually take that $15 and you can start diversing that into your favorite shows and really keep those shows afloat keep the lights on, as they like to say, and just kind of give a feedback mechanism here, right? Because me as a creator, when I see sats coming in, it's cool, I'm getting sats, but it's also a voting system, right? It's a, it's a way for my listeners to basically tell me, hey, I love it, keep it going. And a lot of listeners actually do tell you through Boost, which we'll talk about here soon. They value you. 
That's value. the value for value. He provides value. They value that. They want to give something back so that he keeps providing that value. That's Excellent. the value for value, right? And then well also, said. maybe we can take just real quick, like yep. a little step back. Whenever I first set up my podcast, I was like, I didn't even know how the RSS feed worked. I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I, I it turns out, I mean, you, I guess you can host your own website and then do your, your own thing. But what I did, I just use like RSS.com. I don't know if it's good or bad. You can use Anchor or whatever. And you can like set up your own RSS feed and then you post like different episodes and so on to that. But all it is, is like just an email address. Yeah. And then it just like confirms, you know, you verify your email. And then what he said, whenever you put your email into the podcast index or podcast wallet, it's going to be like, hey, is this your wallet? Like, it, it, do you actually own, the, sorry, do you actually own this podcast? It'll send me, or it'll send, I'm hearing that echo again, yeah, yeah. but it, it'll send, it'll send him a, uh, a verification and then he can claim that podcast so that, you know, on the podcasting tube, on the Lightning Network. Yeah, yeah. So the RSS feed hosts that XML file. The RSS feed, as Michael just said, is basically where all the information, the email that's associated with. So there is one email, y'all. Um, you can't just put any email in there and put like a new proton. Whatever it is, you set up that RSS feed is the email you're going to need to claim your podcast. Uh, so that's very important. But that's where everything lives. And a lot of these words come from old radio broadcast, you know, lingo. So syndication is one of those things where like if a radio station got syndicated, that basically meant that it was like nationwide and it wasn't just a local market. Um, so an RSS feed has existed for pretty much, I wouldn't say ever, but for a very long time. Uh, the pioneering move is inserting that value block on top of that RSS feed, that XML file. That's the real game changer here. So that was the old, you know, I like to say old, it's not old. It's just the more, you know, non-intuitive way of doing it. So like I'll go through podcasting 2.0 here, app here. So this is Fountain. Uh, I love Fountain. A lot of people here have used Fountain. Uh, it's, it's one of the things, it's the best way to get onboarded here. If you haven't checked out Fountain, check it out. Because as Michael said a little while ago, for listening to your favorite podcast, you actually get some sets coming in. And then, you know, you could do some really cool stuff with that here. So if you see here, you get a wallet and you can see the shows you support. You can see the Talking in Bits wallet is there. Um, and, and those are the stress, those are uh, the sets, those are the boosts, that's everything that's above there. Real quickly though, when you first get started, if you don't want to do it the old way, you can download Fountain, and then I think there's, let's just go to the Bitcoin standard here, right? So somebody, if your podcast is not 2.0 enabled, Fountain has made it easy for you to be able to get on as fast as possible. So you would hit this little lightning logo, and what that's going to do now, as you can see here, is because Safetyne doesn't have his podcast 2.0. Come on, Safetyne. Like, what's going on here? We, we need to make this happen. Uh, you can basically claim your podcast. And that same process that I showed you on the first screen, which is the email and the RSS feed, Fountain is going to help you go through that. Right? And then they're going to get you onboarded. They're going to get your podcast a wallet. And you're going to be able to do some really cool stuff with that. Uh, so that's how you onboard with Fountain. Now you can see night and day that... It's as easy as downloading this app, getting a fountain uh, account, and you're 2.0 enabled. Then you can just start telling your friends that, hey, check me out, streaming some sets because you're good. And uh, that's the beauty. Like, right. that, that, you know, it's not so much that this stuff doesn't work and, and uh, it's accessible, but it's like making it so easy to get set up with it that you can just do the same thing you're already doing as a podcaster, and now you get sets instead. Or, well, just stats in general. It allows you as a creator, it allows the listeners to show you love and value, but it allows you, the creator, to focus on your art. 
right? Because when I was doing the 2018 podcast like back then, like I was trying to chase ad revenue, right? Like I was trying to like, I need to keep the lights on. I mean, these lights are expensive. The, the cameras are expensive. My setup is expensive. So I got lulled into the trick. We're thinking that I needed to cape or I needed to do some type of tactic to try to get some sponsors and try to do all this, like, you know, what I call mumbo jumbo and voodoo when I really couldn't compete with the Joe Rogans of the world. It's impossible to do so at this stage. So this opened up an arena where now I could focus on my show and I don't need to worry about an ad revenue model because if people really dig it and people really like it, they're going to show me firsthand, right? And they don't have to pay PayPal fees and all that other stuff, which is another benefit of this. Uh, real quickly, the cool stuff you can do here. So splits, right? Back in like the music industry days and even in early podcasting, if you had an executive producer, if you have a producer, shout out to Car for TFTC producing amazing stuff. But if you had Car, right, if you have a producer doing the show, before it was like, you need to get like a lawyer pen and contract. You need to really make this like car gets X amount of sats or whatever, right? So now I can literally just tap here like I showed y'all and you see my split. So I decided, and a lot of other uh, Bitcoin podcasters have decided that we automatically want to send some, some sats over to open sats, right? Which is supporting our favorite, you know, open source software. So as you can see, every single one of my episodes, whether they have a guest on it or not, they have a split for me and I'm the person at the top. And then open sats, you split 5%. And then podcast index to Adam Curry and David Jones and everything they've done, they get a 1% split. You can add Fountain here, I could add Michael here, I could add Bitcoin Commons, anybody who has either a, a pub key for their node or has a lightning address. Um, so that's very powerful, that's step one. Step two is though is, if when you get people on your show, you wanna incentivize people to not only give you their time, but you also wanna just thank them for giving you their time. So in my latest episode with Bitcoin Q&A, um, you can see the split here. I ask people, I give every guest that comes on 5%. Right? I ask them where they want it. Did they want it to themselves or they want it somewhere else? So with Fountain, and you can't do this with the podcaster wallet, this is where the, the app developers have innovated here. Um, he basically said, I want to give my 5% to open sats as well. And then you can see here on the screen, now I've just altered those for this episode. So this doesn't do like the whole podcast. This is specific to this episode. Uh, and it's an 89, 10 split. You guys see it here. Um, I like to think about episodes as like blocks on the blockchain. Of course, these episodes live forever. So mind you, five years down the road, somebody newbie comes into Bitcoin and wants to check out this episode Q and A. Well, open sats in this example is getting sats. So am I, these things live on forever. They're assets of themselves. I like to think of my episodes as assets. They're important. You spend your time to build these episodes. Um, so that's a really cool way to do splits. Another way that I was talking to Michael about, Kevin also posted this and I kind of fed off of Kevin, uh, was you can get really creative with this. So now, as of about two or three months ago, I basically decentralized the podcast, meaning why am I going to decide how good it is or what the music should be or what the guest should be or the topic should be or whatever? I hand the mic over to y'all. I hand the mic over to the listeners, right? And then if you're creative and you think my you know, intro music is trash, reach out to me. We'll get a brand new intro music and I'll give you a split, right? So now you're part of the podcast. You think my cover art is trash? Same thing. Come in, I'll give you a split. We talk about it. You think I talk about boring topics? Why don't you throw one my way and I'll give you a split. And that same asset lives forever. So your idea, your creativity now lives for as long as talking and bits live, which mind you, it's an RSS feed. So it's living forever, even if I don't make another episode, right? So whoever subscribed to it, it lives on forever. And in a nutshell, because I want to open it up for some possible questions, like 
This is the rabbit hole that we're going in where we can now talk directly to our listeners and they can have an impact on the show. Not because I decided what you guys like and want to hear, but because because you guys reached out to me and co you know co-opted with me and made the show what it is today and how good it is. And that was never possible before, man. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's 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 an amazing it's an amazing thing. So I mean, a lot of people were involved. I like to say Adam Curie and Dave Jones because they obviously kind of put the the heavy lifting here. But you know, we we know Oscar from Fountain, and we know a bunch of other uh, um, you know podcast app developers that are running with this. I mean, there's chapters uh, where you can kind of like segment your podcast into chapters, right? So it's like, oh, well, you don't want to listen to the part about multi-sig wallets? Fantastic. Well, why don't you zoom over to the part that we talk about, you know, Bitcoin Commons, right? Or whatever, or something like that. Oh, go ahead. And then furthermore, unless I'm mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but people can actually listen to your podcast and they can clip different things and then people can view those clips and tip them in stats, stream stats to the person who clipped it. So it gives you greater visibility and now people are actually have an incentive and they're monetizing off of like contributing and expanding your reach. Yeah. They love your podcast. So you got right? a market, you got a marketing team, literally. So like your favorite, your favorite show, you start clipping some stuff, you start sharing it on Twitter. You're giving your favorite podcaster, me in this example, uh, a lot of, you know, no, you know, public you know attention but yeah correct they can actually go and give it like a heart that's how it is on fountain and they can give you the person who decided that this is worth clipping 10 sets 100 sets like whatever it may be uh truly opening the door i mean we even talk about boost yet right like yeah i mean i already boosted you while you were yeah. talking oh, I mean, go you got here. boosted man we sent oh, you some it. sets and then i mean while he's kind of looking at that he can show you that on the screen uh here in a second but i mean I'm gonna hit play on his podcast here and I'm streaming, what do I have it set to? I'm gonna stream 100 sats a minute cause I just love Jose and I appreciate him and I love his content, Bitcoin Q Day is cool. Like I, I can just- remind you guys that Talking in Bits is completely 100% audience funded. What that basically means is, is that you will never have to sit through no ads while you're listening to Talking in Bits. And the only way we can continue to do that and have been able to do that is with contributions and donations so he practices what he preaches right so now you know i didn't listen to a full minute but he's going to receive 100 sats yeah you would have to listen for the full minute but if you see here the example here a boost and what a boost basically is 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 it's a bitcoin it's a lightning transaction with a message embedded into it so obviously you're sending me a message right here i believe this was michael a little while ago send me uh 10,000 sats but if you can see the split working in full effect here so i only got 8,900 sats but that's because open sats got their five percent without me even to even reach out to anybody in open sats and be able to do that but as you can see this is you know comments here in real time i can interact with my listeners in real time i really don't need twitter like, I mean, I use Twitter and we all do because that's where we're all at. But there is a scenario where if your podcast is big enough, everything that happens with your listeners can happen on your podcasting app. Uh, and then you can earn sats here. That's something that happens in Fountain here. But you can see anywhere around here, y'all. Um, as you can see, I was listening to a podcast today. Oh, by the way, the earning feature on Fountain is not just for Lightning Podcast. If you like, I don't know, I'd be listening to like investment and real estate podcasts and all that. You still earn sats for listening to your favorite podcast as well. The incentive there being is, is, you're gonna bring it right back to your favorite podcasters, right? So we're not trying to earn some sets here to basically go run and put it in our cold storage. That's not the point here. The point is to incentivize and keep that ecosystem alive. So Fountain unlocked this 
and I keep saying Fountain, but that's because I love using Fountain. I'm sure other podcast apps are doing amazing stuff. Uh, allowed that ability for you to listen to your old favorite podcast, still get sats, and then jump over to a Talking in Bits, jump over to your favorite podcast and be able to stream them some sats. Uh, and if you like shows, if you like your favorite show, like if you've been listening to it a few years, dump that Spotify subscription if you have it and go support podcasters. A lot of podcasters in this room. Does anybody have a podcast in this room? Podcasters out here, all right. Has anybody ever thought about having a podcast in this room? Do it, <laughs> do it. There's a lot of people that are basically, oh, too many Bitcoin podcasts and too many, no. There's always somebody listening because your vision of Bitcoin is completely different than anybody else or your vision of crocheting or your vision of whatever it is that you're dope at. Is, is, is somebody's always gonna wanna tune in and listen to that. So have you always thought about it before you didn't do it now, now's the time to do it. Uh, and if you're a listener, please stream stats to your favorite show. You can do this through KYC, you know, on ramps like Cash App. You could just get some sats into a wallet really quick, or you could do this from your node like I like to do. Um, I have a Raspi Blitz and I run Zeus. And from my Raspi Blitz, I like to send sats over to my wallet so that I can stream to my favorite podcasters because not only am I a creator, but I'm a connoisseur. I love listening to shows. Gives me ideas, gives me creativity. Um, and we need to keep that ecosystem alive so we can say farewell to this legacy system that only champions the ones that have a ton of money and just ruins People like us here that are just trying to get our voices out and, you know, puts that centralization. And never mind you, if you say something that's a no-no on that platform, they'll get you the hell out of here. They'll dump your podcast immediately. Podcast is open source by nature. One last example I like to give, audio reigns supreme. Just like the, the block size wars, we don't video in this same example. We don't want bigger blocks because we need bigger nodes and bigger computing and bigger RAM to be able to run those bigger blocks. Same thing with, uh, with media. Video by nature is getting bigger in files, 4K video, 8K video. These things are massive. They're hard for you to get around the world. And if whoever gets it needs a lot of high definition stuff to basically run this stuff. But that audio file, that podcast that could change somebody's life at any point in time, you can send that over for 100 megabytes, something very small. You can fire that over and you can change their life and you can motivate them to do something completely fascinating. Let podcasts live forever. Value for value is the way to go. And that's all I got for y'all for now. Hell yes. Jose, thank you so much, man. Yeah, you're welcome. I, you know, I actually have, well, actually, okay, so we're gonna do a Q&A now, and so we can walk this mic around. Uh, does anybody have a question? Ask away, don't be shy. Yeah. I am gonna say, if you're gonna ask me about the lightning side of things, uh, we got some smarter people here. <laughs> Yeah, so I can still kind of hear you. Yeah, I was wondering, like, what is the uh, onboarding experience like for Fountain? Like, how is it to start your own, publish your own platform? Yeah, if you know, um, well, you can't publish the RSS feed, so you got to do that somewhere else, like Transistor, or you could do that on Anchor. Anchor's the easiest on ramp for a lot of people. But once you have that, it, it could take five minutes to get your podcast from just a typical podcast to a 2.0 podcast. Uh, and in that safety example where it said claim your podcast, you would just basically hit that button. You're going to put your email that you use to set up your RSS feed, the RSS feed itself, which you can find anywhere where you set it up. Uh, and, and within seconds, maybe even less than that, you're going to be able to stream some sets. And if you don't have a node, 
That's perfectly fine because in Fountain's example, at least, they give you a um, at Fountain Lightning uh, address, so a death bet at Fountain. So therefore, that can be your wallet. Now, that's custodial. I know a lot of people in the room understand the differences, so do understand that that's not your wallet, it's technically theirs. Um, so it's preferable that you set up a node and you get it going directly to your node. But if you want to get going as fast as possible and get some sets, it takes minutes in Fountain to answer your question. Yeah, and additionally, um, again, unless I'm mistaken, you, so let's say you can actually boost, like you can boost the Safety Dean podcast right now. Like you can listen to it, you can stream sets, but- I don't think so. You, uh, you don't think so? You can earn I, sets for listening, but he needs to be able to receive it. So so I was he under sent. the impression, I could be, like I could totally be right. So could I, by the way. I, I, thought, I thought you could boost it, and then if whenever he claims, like, like found would kind of hold that is whenever he claims it, then he gets that. But I could be wrong. Never attempted that. I think uh, Lightning no. guys in okay, here. Okay, he's saying no. I'm full of shit. Okay. Yeah, I think the way Lightning works is with the key send or you know, there's technical guys there. So just correct me if I'm wrong. Then there needs to be a destination. It just can't sit in limbo and wait for the person to say, hey. Similar to like if your node goes down, you're not getting nothing. Your node is down. Right? On, the, on the contrary, the person who's sending you stats is getting an error message basically saying your node is down. Um, so I don't think that that is true. I think you need to have yeah. uh, another end. Hey, feature request though. Feature request. Yeah, word. So uh, at this point, let's say you don't have a podcast. Are you using a real Bitcoin at this point? <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. So That's why. But just for the stream. So Zuber says, if you don't have a podcast, are you even a real Bitcoiner yet? Or anymore? Yeah. If it like. Podcasts. 1,000%. And if you don't have one, you should have one after this conversation. <laughs> I think the mic's out of range, so whoever has the next question, move forward a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an awesome question, something I've thought about before as well for audiobooks, right? Like that type of example where we can give authors direct value for value. Um, unfortunately, I'm not savvy enough to start a, make a startup around it, but I talked to Oscar Fountain, uh, founder of Fountain, on one of my previous episodes, and he gave the example with the chapters feature uh, uh, of you know, the value block and being able to add chapters. You could, and some people are doing this, putting their music, their albums as chapters, so each song is a chapter. And conversely, I haven't heard anybody, but an audiobook can be there. Technically living on a podcasting app, but you're still listening to the book. You're still listening to the album. So this is already possible, but has anybody actually built a dedicated app to do so? Not that I know of, and I'm bullish on anybody who wants to try that, because that'll be huge. Good questions. Great question. Stand up and shout it. Do RSS or can RSS be used for music in a similar way? 
I think to um, decentralize it, it, RSS feed is the secret sauce, right? Because there, that makes it so like if that same song where your music is being broadcasted out and some of these apps are like censoring it or shutting it down, well, by nature, the RSS feed could get picked up by any app that's looking for it. So in order to keep it decentralized, yes, I, I think the RSS feed is the secret sauce. But I do see an arena where you can build an app where like if people sign up to the app and it's kind of like a closed system app where, you know, you pay incentive to the music artist to kind of bring people there and that's the whole economy is working within the app then you may not need an RSS feed there because everybody who goes to the app knows exactly what it is that they're going there for. Uh, but yeah, if that's the, you know, the Apple approach, the closed garden approach, uh, as Bitcoiners, we want to stay the hell away from that. So you may not get a lot of traction on building a centralized app when you can maybe find a better way to get music through RSS and decentralize it and then allow anybody to do anything they want with that music, which is really what value value is at the core of its heart. We really want people to decide. We don't want you know the gatekeepers or the Spotify's or the companies to decide where the content goes and what it does with it. I also want to see like video, like, uh, you know, I, I have the podcast on Bitcoin TV, shout out to Bitcoin TV. We need to move there, get away from YouTube, but you know, any video apps, I'm curious to see if anybody builds or if it even exists an ability for you to watch it because you know, I, I do 4k video for my podcast and I work hard on that and I think people would appreciate it. So it'd be nice um, for them to be able to stream me some sets through a video app, like a Bitcoin TV or something like that. That's also something I'm looking out for. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get into this in the panel soon, but, you know, just the opportunity for more freedom, like speech, music, video, audio, whatever it is, like that's speech and it can't be censored and the monetization of it can't be censored if you're using lighting. And then like that aside, which that is absolutely profound, like try, you know, you, you know, that, that you're not going to be able to send somebody like pennies or fractions of a cent like instantaneously using any bank or if you were using a central centralized service like spotify like you're going to get censored like you can kind of do it within their walled garden let's say i don't even know whatever uh, ways of monetization they have yeah but ultimately they could censor the, the shit out of you so yeah one thousand percent yeah yeah no no pennies streamed with 2.5 percent visa fees just doesn't yeah. work. It's also yeah. why I'm bullish on Oshi, by the way. Same exact thing. Like, yeah. Save that 2.5%, give it back to the, you know, the customer, give it back to the person instead of having to do a minimum of five or ten dollars. Uh, not to call anybody out. I was at the Mueller's farmers market last week and I saw a lot of signs that were basically saying, you know, if you pay with a credit card, we're gonna charge you four percent more. Right. Or the other side of it, if you pay with cash, we'll drop four percent. Bitcoin solves that problem. I think Oshi's already solving that problem, not for nothing. But uh, yeah, so similar on, on this arena. You can give me a penny. If you think talking in bits is worth a penny, I'll take it. It's a vote. It's saying that you listened and I appreciate it. So good luck doing that anywhere else, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Any other questions? All right. I appreciate all of you. Yeah, yo, Jose, thank you so much, man.